welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called The Lostin Fountain. So a couple of weeks after Kitty lost her tail, she and Doggy headed back to yesterday's macaroni and told Bunny and Murr what had happened. And Bunny saw how crooked Kitty's new tail was, and she said, Oh, Kitty, you poor thing. Kitty said, I know, Meow Me. It doesn't even work right. She tried to flick her tail, but it only twitched limply. She said, Now how will I show when I'm excited or annoyed, Meow Me? Murr said, Well, at least you've got a nice new blue pimple. Kitty said, It's not a pimple! Oh, I hate having this weird crooked tail and this itchy blue bump. I wish there was a real doctor around to help me. Doggy said, well, Dr. Didmore is still down in his office. Kitty said, are you crazy? He still thinks he's a mountain gorilla. He'd probably try to peel me like a banana. Bunny said, mm, it's too bad the Lost and Fountain isn't real. Kitty said, uh, what's the Lost and Fountain? Bunny said, oh, it's a legendary healing waterfall somewhere way out in Eastland. Bunny reached for one of the many books on her bookshelf. It was an ancient weathered tome titled Things Lost and Forgotten. And she turned to a page near the middle and pointed to an illustration of gently cascading waterfalls. They looked like they had been carved out of the living rock. She said, here it is. See? Kitty said, hmm, pretty. Looks like somebody made them. Mer said, but who? Bunny read from the book. The Lost in Fountain is a legendary healing spring. Many explorers have sought its magical waters, but it has never been found. It is said that the healing powers will only work on the first explorer to find the fountain. Kitty said, oh, that's it then. That's what I'll do. Bunny said, oh, Kitty, it's just a legend. Kitty said, Meow Me, we live in magic woods. A lot of legends come true here, in case you haven't noticed. Bunny said, but Kitty, you might get hurt. No talking animal has ever been out there before. And it's winter. You could die. Kitty said, I'll be fine, Meow Me. Then Bunny said, uh, but the elephant buses don't even go there. The closest they come is Figgy Pudding. Kitty said, well, I'll just walk the rest of the way. Bunny said, oh, but Kitty, Queen Nylon Mouse just invited our band to play at the Dark Early Festival next week. Kitty said, Meow me, fixing my back end is a little bit more important than a holiday concert. So Kitty made the decision to journey alone to find the Lost and Fountain, if it was even real. And Bunny, Doggy, and Murr decided to go to Woodville to attend the festival. Before they left, each of Kitty's friends presented her with a gift for her journey. It was also around the time of Kitty's birthday, so... Bunny knitted her a warm crimson scarf. Doggy gave her several meat jerky sticks that would last for months. And Murr gave her a device she had invented, an ingenious combination of science and magic called a telometer. It looked like a little pocket compass but one with strange symbols and two magic dials. She said, it shows you how far you have to go until you reach your destination. And I've said it to the lost and fountain. Kitty said, wow, thanks, Meowmy. And then Kitty's friends left on an elephant bus for Westland. Kitty finished packing by herself, and then she took out the telometer and said, okay, Meowmy, let's see how long it would take to reach the fountain if I took an elephant bus to Figgy Pudding and then walked the rest of the way. She set the dials on the telometer. And then the numbers flipped around and around and eventually settled on 167 days. Kitty said, oh, that's too long. Okay, I need to find another way to get there, a faster way. Hmm. Oh, I know. I could fly. But there were no airplanes or flying machines in yesterday's macaroni. Not even a spare ratmobile lying around. And the hopalopter was still broken. 
Well, Meow Meow, if I can't find a flying machine, maybe I could find a flying animal to bring me there. But the only flying animal big enough to carry her was Bill, the rainbow unicorn with the golden wings. And he didn't like adventures. But Kitty decided to ask him anyways. She went to Jennifer's giant bed where a bunch of soft, lazy animals lived. And she said, hey, Bill. Huh? Oh, hello, Kitty. Say, Meow Me, would you be interested in flying me to a legendary healing waterway? Or flying me most of the way there. I have to arrive alone. No, thanks. Come on, Bill. I need your help. I can't get there unless someone flies me. But I don't like to fly. Kitty said, what? Meow Me, if I had wings, I would fly everywhere. Bill said, well, I just like sitting here on the bed, taking naps and staring at the wallpaper. Kitty said, ah, there's a whole wonderful world out there, you know. Your one and only life is passing you by, and these days will never come again. Come with me, Bill, now, out into the wild blue, and heed the call to adventure before it's too late. Bill said, nah. Ah. But then one of the other animals on the bed, a fluffy white lamb, said, Bill, shame on you. Kitty Karate is the greatest hero of all time. She saved us from the pumpkin and made it so we can go outside. Bill said, but I don't even like to go outside. Another bed animal spoke up, a giant white cat named Tabby Nothing Much. She said, Bill, it is your duty to help our greatest hero. Bill said, but it's dark early, a holiday. I plan to stay at home sipping butterscotch soda in my pajamas. Kitty said, Dark early, today also happens to be my birthday. <gasps> Tabby said, Oh, that decides it then. It's Kitty Karate's birthday and she's asking for your help. Bill, you must go. Yes, said the lamb. And all the other bed animals said, Yes, go, Bill, go. Go, Bill, go. Bill said, Well, easy for all of you to say. Kitty said, Great, it's decided. I'll go get ready. Bill said, Oh, brother. So Kitty grabbed her traveling bag and wrapped her new scarf around her neck and met Bill just outside the mountain's front door. The skies were gray and the air was biting cold. Bill said, Oh, it's too real out here. Kitty consulted the telometer. It said she would reach the fountain in five days now. Perfect, Meowmy. We'll be there in no time. Bill said, yippee. Then an elephant bus appeared. <laughs> Bill jumped in surprise. Ah! And a little rainbow-colored poop shot out of his rear end. And he went, how embarrassing. The bus door opened. And Kitty was surprised to see Tuscadero and her husband. She hadn't seen them in a long time. She said, oh, hi. Tuscadero said, hello. The driver said, whatever. Kitty said, where are you going, Meowmy? Tuscadero said, figgy pudding. Kitty said, perfect. Come on, Bill. And the driver looked at Bill and then looked at Kitty and then looked at Bill again and said, is that pretty unicorn your sacrifice to the Weirdlands? Kitty went, huh? Oh. She realized she didn't have a living thing to sacrifice to pay for the ride. Ah. Uh, she looked at the frozen, snow-covered landscape. There were no bugs anywhere. But then Bill scratched at his hindquarters and Kitty said, ooh, is that a bed bug? Bill said, no, of course not. It's a flea. And Kitty said, that'll work. And she snatched the little flea off Bill's left flank. Dink. She said, okay, Meow Me, let's go. The driver pressed a button and then they were zooming off through the weird lands. Kitty threw the flea out the window. And she looked at all the passing shapes swirling in the sea of foggy weirdness. Ice cream castles and undulating dragons and floating waterfalls made of smoke. She looked at Bill and said, Meow Me, do you want to see the ever-changing dream stuff that surrounds our world? 
and from which our world was made? Bill said, Nah. Eventually, they reached Figgy Pudding, and Tuscadero said, Good luck, and then the elephant bus disappeared. Pew! Kitty pointed at the dark ruins of Figgy Pudding. That used to be a mountain just like yesterday's macaroni, full of animals and life and magic. And now it's all gone, and nobody really knows what happened. Bill said, Wow. Kitty climbed onto Bill's back, and Bill flexed his golden wings. He went, oh, I hardly ever use these things. And Kitty pointed at the sky and said, Onward, noble steed! Bill said, Seriously? Kitty said, Sorry. And then Bill flapped his wings, and they took off through the sky. Kitty felt the cold wind rushing past her cheeks. Ah! The air is bracing, Meow Me. It feels like the start of an adventure. Bill said, It feels like the start of frostbite. They soared over dark evergreens and frozen rivers, over snow-covered hills and the black outlines of leafless trees. Kitty said, Meow Me, this is amazing. Look at this view. Bill said, Can we go down now? I'm getting tired. Kitty said, Fine. It's going to be dark soon anyways. We'll make a camp. Bill said, Yay. They made a camp that night. Well, Kitty made the camp. Bill just shivered and groaned the whole time. And then Kitty warmed her paws by the fire when she was finished and said, Isn't fire cool? Have you ever seen one before? No, said Bill. Kitty said, well, I like looking into the flames. Sometimes I see dancing figures there. It's like watching a dream. Bill said, mm, I like TV better. Kitty took out some meat jerky sticks for dinner. Bill stood around looking hungry. Kitty said, uh, and she held out a meat stick and said, do you want one? Do you like meat? Bill said, no, I'm not one of those carnivorous unicorns. I eat fruits and berries and cotton candy. You know, things that aren't around here. Kitty said, oh, sorry, Meow Me. I didn't really pack anything like that. She looked at the telometer. But it says the Lost and Fountain is only four days away now. Bill said, yippee. I might just barely survive that long without food. Kitty gritted her teeth. Why hadn't Bill packed any food? But then she remembered he didn't know anything about adventures. She said, Meow Me, maybe we can find you some food on the way. Bill said, I doubt it. I don't eat snow. Kitty said, I know, I know, but maybe we can find something else. Bill said, mm, that would be cool. I don't really want to starve to death. The next morning, they took off again, right at first light. The sky was a brilliant blue and the air was bitter cold. The rays of the rising sun sparkled off the frozen landscape like a million diamonds. And Kitty said, oh, it's so beautiful. Bill said, it's so cold. They flew east towards a huge lake. Kitty said, Meow Me, that must be Lake Ashrek. Sunlight danced on the parts of the lake that weren't frozen yet. Kitty said, look, I see smoke rising. There's a village near the shore. Maybe they have food. So they flew down low, close to the shore. Now they could see the little houses of a stick village, and smoke rose from many chimneys. Kitty said, let's find a place to land. But then an arrow shot through the sky. Phew! and it pierced one of Bill's wings. Ah! And then they were falling, 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 until they crashed in a snowy clearing. Bill said, Is this a good place to land? And then he fainted. His wing was bleeding. Kitty uh, picked herself up off the ground, and she saw that they were surrounded by a group of stick people. Many of them were covered in clothes or skin that looked like moss and they pointed spears and arrows at the animals. Kitty tried to talk to them. She said, Meow me. But then one of the sticks shot Kitty with a tiny arrow full of sleeping potion. 
Uh, and suddenly Kitty felt sleepy and fell over and knew no more. When Kitty woke up, she felt hot and dizzy. And soon she realized why. She was tied to a stick and being slowly roasted over a fire. Ah! Bill was next to her on another spit over another fire, slowly turning round and round over the flames. And he said, hey, Kitty. A crowd of stick people surrounded the fires, and Kitty yelled to them, let us go, don't cook us, we're not food. The sticks stared at each other in amazement and started talking amongst themselves in their own language. Kitty was getting very hot. She said, Ow, Miami, please let us go. And then an old woman, who was not a stick person, stepped forward and said, Shuta! And the stick people rushed forward and cut the ropes and set Kitty and Bill free. Huh. Kitty noticed that Bill looked horrible. He had lost quite a bit of blood and seemed to have an infection. Plus, some of his shiny rainbow fur had been singed by the flames and was falling out. The old woman approached Kitty. She was the size of a Mimi, but had no wings. She seemed to be some sort of healer or wise person. She wore a mystical amulet around her neck and was covered in robes and ropes and dangly dried plants. She said, You speak? Kitty said, Yes, Meow Me, I speak. I, I have heard legends about animals that can talk, but I never believed them to be true. Kitty said, Well, they are. The old woman nodded at the stick people and said, You must forgive them for hunting you. They are just very hungry in the winter, and game is hard to find. And if I read the signs aright, this winter is going to be the hardest and longest in many, many years. She looked at Bill and said, Does the flying horse talk, or could we use him as food? Kitty said, Bill is not food. He's my steed, and he needs help. He needs food and medicine. The old woman said, Okay, we will take care of him. Sorry we hunted you. Kitty took a deep breath. She was angry, but tried to control her anger using some deep breathing exercises that Silent K had taught her. That's okay, she said at last. My name is Kitty Karate, by the way. The old woman said, And I am Dunana. Welcome to Havala. Kitty and Bill stayed in the village of Havala, amongst the cottonwood stick people, for several weeks while Bill's wing healed. Kitty used that time to learn some of the ways of the cottonwood stick people. She learned that they called themselves the Tonad. She even learned a little of their language. She helped them catch fish and gather wood. She told them stories of her adventures and listened to the stick people stories. She even rescued a young stick boy from an overzealous wild beaver. But Bill didn't bother learning the language or hearing their songs and stories. He said, I just want to go home. On one of their first days in Havala, Kitty asked Dunana, How do you know my language, Meowmi? She said, Well, I am old and have seen many things. Kitty said, Huh, interesting. And, um, who are you? I am Dunana. Right. And do you know anything about the Lostin Fountain? The old woman's eyes flashed. Yes, I know that its powers are not meant for mortals. Those who seek the fountain never return. Kitty said, well, Miami, I aim to be the first. Dunana looked at Kitty curiously. Did you hear what I said? Those who seek the fountain never return. What have you heard of it? Kitty said, well, I heard that the healing waters can cure any hurt, and they will only work on the first explorer to find the fountain. Dunana said, interesting. There are also legends that say the fountain is the domain of a water spirit. 
They claim she walks these woods in disguise, destroying any greedy mortal who dares to seek her healing waters. Kitty said, hmm, and it's northeast of here, right? Dunana shook her head sadly. At long last, Bill was ready to fly again, but Kitty noticed that the unicorn still didn't look too great. His fur was patchy and his horn looked scuffed. He seemed despondent and dull and unhappy. He was far too skinny and had a bad cough. His injured wing was still sore. Kitty felt bad for him. She thought, Meow me, it's all my fault he looks so bad and feels so sick. I made him bring me out here into the wild. Ah, maybe I should let him be the one to find the fountain and get healed. He needs the healing waters more than I do. So she said, Hey, Bill, I was thinking maybe, um, maybe you should go to the lost and fountain instead of me, and then you could get healed. Bill said, I just want to go home. Kitty said, okay, okay, Meowmy, we can go home. Bill said, what, what, really? Kitty said, yeah, thanks for taking me this far. Bill said, oh, you're welcome. Yay, we're going home. Dunana watched this exchange carefully, and then she smiled mysteriously and handed Kitty a little leather bag. She said, here, this is a present for you. Open it when you get back to your mountain. Kitty said, thanks, Meowmy, and thanks for taking care of us and for telling me stories. You're welcome, and I'm oh so glad you renounced your quest for the fountain. Kitty said, yeah, we're just going to go home. Bill gave a little jump. Yes, yay, home. Kitty climbed on his back, and she waved to Dunana and the stick people and said, Oranda Karela Tego, and the sticks waved back to her and said, Oranda Karela Gotana, and then Bill took off. And he and Kitty flew away west. Kitty felt bad that she wasn't going to be the first explorer to find the lost and fountain, and also that she would always have a blue bump and a crooked tail that didn't work right. But she knew she was doing the right thing. They got home in a few days. Bill immediately went back to the bed, and all his friends saw how damaged and unwell he looked, and they said, Oh, Bill, you poor thing. And he said, I know. Kitty unpacked her things. And then she found the little bag that Dunana had given her, and she went, Oh yeah, meow meow, I wonder what this is. She opened the bag and saw a little crystal bottle full of clear liquid. There was a note from Dunana. Put some of this on your tail. Hmm? Kitty pulled off the topper and smelled the liquid. It didn't smell like anything, it just seemed like water. She dripped a couple of drops onto her blue pimple. And then all of a sudden, the blue pimple, the blue bump, disappeared. Kitty went, whoa! Then she put some drops on her tail, and her tail straightened out and felt strong again. It even turned the right color. It was like her old tail had come back, completely healed. Kitty went, what? And she looked at the bottle and said, what is this liquid? And then she realized it was probably healing water from the Lostin Fountain. She went, hmm, who was that Dunana woman anyways? And even though the healing water would have come in handy on future adventures, Kitty gave the rest to Bill. Well, that's the end of the story, The Lostin Fountain. The next story is called Spring Valley. Goodbye.